Hey, mom friends. This is your host, Allison Nick of the Four Moms Podcast, where we talk about all things mommyhood, faith, and business. Today, we had our first interview of this podcast, and we had Miss Shantae Jackson of The Homegirl Therapist come on. And in this episode, she talks to us about how to find the right therapist for you, how investing in yourself is extremely important. She tells her postpartum story and how she overcame it. She clears up some myths of therapy, and she also talks about being a mommypreneur and how she balances it all, or in her words, how she lives in the moment and she prioritizes everything. Y'all, we had such a fun time recording this episode, and as you can tell, this is our longest episode yet. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn, and have fun just listening to us because we just chit-chatted pretty much. (laughs) We were just two girlfriends hanging out, having some conversation, so it's great. And stay tuned until the end as we have a special announcement of how Miss Shantae is helping out Mommy's Making Moves. So stay tuned for our special announcement at the end. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I definitely did, but I didn't know how to do it until I ran to a girl at a meet and greet and she told me about Anchor. Now, Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's free and it's ridiculously easy to use. And as a mom, we all know that things that are free are valuable. (laughs) And Anchor can now match you with other great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. Yes, so that means you can start making money whenever you start recording your podcast. It's ridiculously easy. It's great. It's fun. It's easy to distribute. So if you want to start your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and other diverse podcasters here that already use Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hey guys, so we are here with our very first interviewee, Miss Shantae Jackson. (laughs) You are so funny. Okay, we are super excited to have her. She is the owner and founder of Homegirl Therapist. The homegirl therapist. <laughs> and let me give y'all just a little bit of her bio. Miss Shantae Jackson, also known as the homegirl therapist, is a licensed professional counselor who is actively practicing therapy in her own private practice in Dallas, Texas, um, called the Trinity Rising Counseling Center. She has cultivated the homegirl therapist as a brand and platform that would allow her to educate, connect, and relate individuals in her community. She specializes in working with individuals who suffer from depression, anxiety, and who feel stuck in life. She also has a passion for working with women, and specifically women issues, issues that only us women can truly understand. Don't we know it? Currently, she is building her private practice, spreading the homegirl therapist love in her community, and working towards building community partnerships to continue educating and spreading the importance of therapy and being the best the best version of ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Miss Shantae Jackson. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we are super excited to have her here, y'all. I We literally met at the Mommy Mingle event that Takora had. Yes, yes. Um, Takora from Curls and Cocktails. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally met there and... We soon learned that our lives actually overlap as far as like where we live yes. and working and everything like that. So it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Super cool. So we've hung out and now we are back again. 
Guess who's back, 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 hey. back again, again, hey. again. Okay. <laughs> so we are going to start off our interview with a question that um, I, do you know Lovey Ajayi? The blogger? Yes. Yes. So he also has the podcast like um, Rants and Randomness and Jesus and Jalof. Okay. I'm, I need to listen. I you keep do. seeing it and I do like her. Um, so that's on my like to-do list. You do. So I'm a super fan of Lovey. Mm-hmm. And this is actually the first question that she asked her guests and to pay homage mm-hmm. to her. <laughs> I'm going to ask you these same questions. Or the first question at least, not mm-hmm. the same ones. That's rude. First question, what did you want to be when you were younger? Ooh, so crazy. I wanted to be a newscaster. Really? I wanted to sit behind the desk and um, be on TV and tell the news. Now, how I got that was um, Mm -hmm, I grew mm -hmm. up in a church and I would do the church announcements. That is so so cute. Girl. So I like practice talking and speaking in front of people. And the funny okay. thing is I don't like speaking in front of people. It's really? super weird. Yeah. Um, but I practiced that and I just had this idea. Like I really wanted to be that. Um, okay. I don't know what happened with that idea. I think. I was going to say, how did you transition to, to counseling? Yeah. I, you know, don't know. <laughs> um, and that's not even like when I went to college, I went to I started out as a criminal justice major because, you know, and I... Please, it's like, we different paths. That we, that we are just winding this road down. Yes. You know, you have family and they're like, oh, you're good at arguing. Oh, you're going to be an attorney. You're going to be the lawyer. I'm done. Okay. Yes. And so, <laughs> I had that family and so I was like, okay, I'll be a lawyer. Like, cool. Whatever. I went to a criminal justice high school. Okay. So, I went to Townview Law Magnet oh. here in Dallas. Yeah. Wow. I went there. And then... Freshman year, I was taking criminal justice classes. I took a psychology elective. Okay. Ooh, changed ooh, ooh. my life. I was like, that was it? That was it. I went straight to my advisor and changed my major to psychology. Oh, so it's like a little epiphany. Yeah. You had, you had like a little, little side epiphany. Yes. So <laughs> I, think if, I think if I would have never went down this crazy journey, I probably wouldn't have been a therapist. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's first point out that she went to a, a Magnum Law School mm-hmm. yeah, and was going to criminal justice. So, y'all, this girl is smart. She got two masters. Right. The girl's right. smart. I tried. She's smart. I tried. She's I tried. Smart. <laughs> she is smart. Okay, so after you had that revelation, uh-huh. going to a psychology class, what was it about that that really took you into, I want to go into counseling, I want to be a therapist? So I didn't know, I didn't know where psychology was going to lead me, but Mm -hmm. I enjoyed learning about the way our brain works. And I was taking psychology courses and then I was taking sociology courses, like as electives, just for fun, because I was interested in it. So the way we connect as humans, the way our brain works, all of that was super interesting to me. And I've always been a person that was like interested in people's stories because I feel like your background, your story led you to where you are right now. Yes. And like how you respond, your behavior. Exactly. Like everything is connected. And yes. so that was interesting to me. And I think as I got deeper into it, it just kind of led me to being a counselor. Okay. Well, you know what? That's so crazy because I'm one of those type of people too that I love to know not only about people's backgrounds, but when people react a certain way mm-hmm. and you're like, so why do you react mm-hmm. that way? And it's kind of like you want to dig into a little yeah. bit and like fun, find that underlying tone exactly. of what's really going on in their yeah. mind. So, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So you have your own um, 
therapy counseling, mm-hmm. um, the homegirl therapist. Mm-hmm. So tell, I know we, we spoke about it a little bit in your bio. So yeah. just tell us some more about that. Um, so I have my private practice. That's Trinity Rising Counseling Center. So that's where I provide services, mm-hmm. like therapy services. But the homegirl therapist came about um, a few years back. And actually, thanks, mom, because my mom oh. is the person who kind of told me to take this and run with it. Okay, cheers to mom. I know. Cheers. <laughs> So she, I would tell people, people would like ask me, how do you describe yourself in therapy? Like, how are you as a therapist? Yeah. And I would always say like, I'm like your homegirl. Like I'm going to sit and I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to help guide you. Um, but I don't hold, I don't have any judgments. I'm not biased, you know? So I'm that person that you're going to feel comfortable talking to. And so I would always say that I'm like your homegirl. Like I'm your, I'm your homegirl therapist. Like that's yeah. what it is. And so my mom was like, that might be a thing. And so I was like. You know what? <laughs> it might be a thing. And so I put I, that on a t shirt. <laughs> and I ran with it so the hunger therapist to me is just like my brand and it's um social media influence like I can uh-huh. do my videos and connect yes. with people out in the community I love your videos girl so love it, it's just one of those things where it just it kind of grew legs of its own and just took off for me okay. but that's like my baby like yeah I'm very passionate I'm passionate about my private practice but the hunger therapist is just I don't know <laughs> It's something about it. It's something about it. Something about it out there. Okay. Okay. And what statement? So, obviously, you're Mm African-American female Mm -hmm. therapist, Mm -hmm. which, to me, I feel like that's something that's probably rare. Yeah, um, it's becoming more like we're seeing so many more black therapists in our field, and Yay. I'm loving it every minute of it. So, yeah. um, but it's still unfamiliar to like our community. Like, yes. I'm gonna be honest, you know, like we're supposed to pray, yes, and we're supposed to take it to Jesus and leave it at the altar, and, and that's it, yeah, <laughs> and let it go and have faith that it'll be yes. fixed, you know. But I feel like God created me, so. Hey. Hey, <laughs> You know, it's just like, I find, I have clients who literally was like, I was looking for a black therapist. And I'm like, it's okay to say that. Like, it's okay to have that preference because you want to see someone across from you that looks like you. That you can relate to. Yes, that you can relate to. Now, here's the thing. There are some other races that can relate well to us as African Americans, but it's just different looking across the the couch and it's like, she gets me or he gets me, you know? Yes. And so it's really important for me to be present just to show you that therapy is not a dirty word and it's not all bad. Yes. You know, it's very helpful. It is. And I think that kind of has to go with you saying that there are becoming more black therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to go to show that we need more minorities yes. in places that that we need help in. Yeah. So, for example, like having more black teachers yes. or minority teachers, having more um, teachers in minority, or sorry, more minorities in even corporate, mm-hmm. being your boss yeah. or anything like yes. that. Yes, so yes. let's just take a side, a quick minute. If you are that person, mm-hmm. that that mom, I know moms, obviously it's a podcast for moms, mom, that lady mm-hmm. that has a desire to do something better than whatever it is that you're doing go ahead and do that because there's probably somebody out there that yeah. said i'm so thankful that i have you to look up to mm-hmm. that you would have never thought would have yes. came across that yeah yeah never Very thought true. and taking it back to the beginning that i was talking about lovey ajayi she actually had a student that did a like a paper presentation mm-hmm. on her and she oh, was just super stoked cool. about it yeah but she was saying that 
whenever I was younger, I had no other Nigerians or Africans mm-hmm. to look up to. Mm-hmm. And then to see this next generation underneath me having somebody to look up to me lets me know that because I stepped out on faith, yep. because I moved and did this certain thing, now there are other generations that can look up to me. Exactly. So for that, I, I'm just putting that out to just say that if you have this crazy idea that is just nobody in my family does it, trust and believe this. I was a person in my family that mm-hmm. loved animals. Mm-hmm. Black people don't like animals yeah. like that. <laughs> Yeah. They don't like it. They dogs stay outside. Yes. You feed it. Yeah. It's a dog. I believe that every dog is a lap dog. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> every dog is a lap dog from your pit bull to your chihuahua. Okay. You know they got pictures of their dogs on the desk. I do. Stuff. I do. I have my babies. Yeah. They, they on my, they will work. I don't have any dogs now. Well, my husband's dog, but he's at my, anyways, that's all I'm saying. But he is a pit bull and I love him. Yeah. Okay. That's my baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yes, I, I mean, yes, yeah, so I, I understand that. And kudos to you for taking that step. Okay. So what does, or excuse me, how does being a mom elevate you as an entrepreneur? Ooh. Elevate. Ooh, I know. <laughs> I'm like, keyword here. Elevate. elevate. <laughs> Lift you higher. Exactly. Um, I would say just my strength and okay. just. First off, uh oh, uh oh, let's let's get dig a little deep here. So, I uh, I don't want to. Okay, so I didn't really. I I grew up not wanting children. Okay, so let me just say that. So yeah, it was just one of those things. Like I never saw kids in my path. It okay. just it just wasn't for me. And that's okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it just wasn't for me. And so when Carter came along, it was like, oh crap! Like we're doing this right. <laughs> and so then you have to trust yourself. Like you have to trust your body. You have yeah. to trust like the decisions that you make. And once you have a kid, I don't know. It was like this strength just ignited within me. Like I created first off a whole human being. Okay. A whole phalanges and all. He cute. So, <laughs> so I created this entire child. Like you cannot tell me that I can't be an entrepreneur or I can't, yeah. you know, focus on my business. And so I think that. It just gave me that extra, like, girl, you got this. Yeah. Like, you can have a kid and, and come out and be okay, and your kid is good, and, like, yeah. you can do you can do anything. I really feel like I can do anything, like, after I had my son. Yeah, and I think that's something that I was actually reflecting on just the other day. It's, like, it's something about being a mom that, mm-hmm. like, gives you, like, more confidence. Yeah. About, like, as a woman. Yeah, and before I had kids, I noticed my other friends like before they mm-hmm. had kids and after. Mm-hmm. I had friends that were shy as hell, yes. and after they had kids, they was out there on the dance floor. Yes, and, and it's, it's like, what? Where, what? <laughs> Who are you, yes. ma'am? And it's so true. I have a friend, um, and she like before she was shy, shy and reserved, and like after she had her son, like I see such a, a difference in mm-hmm. her, and it's in a positive way. It's like yeah. she speaks up for herself. Like yeah. she has a voice, and she she don't take no crap you know and so Ooh. it's like because you really can't because you yeah. gotta because you have to stand for your kid yeah you have to be your kid's voice so yes. you can't just be like all meek and mild in the corner exactly it's so just that's a superpower <laughs> i think it is <laughs> i think it is <laughs> so and this is kind of i think we, we kind of already answered this but what is the most meaningful part of being a mom 
Um, I think for me, because one of my issues, why I didn't want children, is I have a control issue. <laughs> and he came in my life and he was like, girl, yeah, control, no control what? There's no, no control. such thing. But what I will say, one of the things that I enjoy the most is just like his love. Yeah. And just like his hugs and kisses and, you know, him being in tune with his mom. Like, he's two. He'll be three in July. And so, girl, and so <laughs> I was, what was I watching? Girl, I was watching something, and it had me, t- I, listen, first off, I'm very sensitive. I'm, I mean, I'm a G. Okay. But. Thug tears. Girl, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know what I was watching, but it made me tear up. And so he was like, what's wrong, mommy? Mommy, oh. you okay? What's the matter? And he, like, came and gave me a hug. And so, so to sweet. know that I have that, like, yeah. that's a good, yeah. that is an amazing feeling. Yeah. Like, that's and it's really something good. about boys. Yeah. I feel like they just cuddlers. Yeah, he, they're actually like very sensitive. What? In my opinion, no, he, yeah, he is, and he has this thing where he plays with people's ears when he drinks his cup. Girl, Joseph likes feet, and so he like <laughs> will scoot up next to me and like hold his arm out, like "Mommy, give me your ear," and I'm like, "Dude, you have your own tube that you can use, you know? Like, yeah. come on." So it's just I like it, you know. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, I'm like, dude, use your own ears. <laughs> Okay. Just a little side note, yeah. please. Please and thank you. <laughs> okay. So, how do you balance work, Ooh. home life, Ooh. husband, Ooh. date nights, um, all, look, eat all the above? How, how do you balance all that? Or is balance the word? There's a different word. You balance is not the word. I don't feel like <laughs> I balance that stuff. I'm not sure I can. What I do is whatever I'm doing in that moment or if I'm supposed to do, I focus on that. So like when I'm at work and I'm at the office, I'm focused on my clients and what I need to do for work. When I'm at home and I'm spending time with Carter and my husband, I'm solely focused on spending time with them. And so it's just being present in every moment. And I think that's, I I wouldn't use balance. It's just whatever I'm doing, whatever is in front of me, being present and just being there mm-hmm. and, and enjoying that time. It is. It does get hard, especially like for friends and like family, you know, because it's like you can get wrapped up in work and your son or your kids and your husband. And yeah. it's like, I do have friends and they do want to <laughs> see me sometimes, you know. Yeah. It's like reminding yourself to reach out and to stay connected and, you know, but Again, I have a good tribe, and so, like, they understand, and I'm trying to... I just went to dinner with a friend last night, actually, that I hadn't been to dinner with, and she was like, girl, you are hard to catch up with, and I was (laughs) like, I know, I'm gonna do better, but I had such a good time because I was in that moment, and I focused on that, and so, one of the big things for me is, like, putting my phone away. Yeah. Because I have it... One, I'm trying to make sure I stay present on social media because it's giving me access to a lot of people and then a lot of people are having access to like a therapist exactly you know so like i'm trying to stay present on that then i got you see i got two phones so i have emails she killed me i saw her last week i was like you have two phones girl so it's like i'm just diddy status (laughs) i try i want that okay okay but it's just you know being mindful and present i guess that's how that's how i balance everything but balance i gotta find another word because i don't think balance prioritize yes there you go there we go yeah there we go well that is good and i think what you were saying about like being in the moment and mm-hmm. then putting your phone away. So I had like recently posted to my stories. I was outside with Joseph. 
playing, we were playing with the ball, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. And I took my phone and I don't even know what I was doing. I think I just started scrolling. Like, it's just, you know, you habit. get into that yes. habit. And he was like, mommy, pocket. Girl. I was like, oh, I'm so ashamed. Carter like, <laughs> just started doing that. Like, he will be playing and, he, and I could be on my phone and he's playing in the living room. I'm on yeah. the couch and I'm, he's playing, like, on yeah. his own. And I he see would, you. Yes, and he would come to me like, phone, mommy, phone down phone down and it made me feel such a kind of way like yeah. <laughs> wait pause first off who you talking to <laughs> you know but but you're right but you are absolutely right. right and so yeah. he if no one else make sure that mommy phone down phone okay down. sir who taught yes. you that like where did you learn that that to put those sentences together those okay words? but okay I'm but but it's just like the bible says out of the mouths of babes what you the children will speak the truth. They and will. so we have to get out of our phones and be present with yeah. people that are around us to yeah. connect even more. Yeah. That connect is very more. true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, excuse you. Yeah. yeah. So kind of leading into that with the um, mom guilt. Do you Ooh. have any mom guilt and how do you deal with it? Um, I don't have as much as I had... Um, like once I started back working after having Carter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, if I, like I was working, so I'm crazy because I was working three jobs. Um, yeah, I'm like real crazy, and so like I would feel bad because I was doing all this stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. oh, I was working, and then you know you have people who kind of make comments like as far as family and stuff, like he never sees you, he's you know, and all that thing. So it makes you feel bad, and you're already unsure if you're even doing this whole mommy thing right in yeah. the first place. Yeah. So it's like that adds on to that, um, and so for me now like i'm i'm more present when i'm around him and i you know find time to where it's just like all about carter we're gonna go out we're gonna go to the park you know that whole thing Mm -hmm. but originally i had so much i had so much mom guilt and it was it was bad because it's just like you're questioning yourself and it's like yeah how can i have to work yeah you know I we, have, to, we have to help provide we have to help provide and so it's just like how do you balance that and it, again it's no it's no workbook it's no handouts like mm-hmm. no one te- you know teaches you how to deal with the feelings that come along with feeling guilty for whatever reason so now it's me just being present in that moment and doing what I need to do and not focusing on oh I'm away and he's missing me yeah because when he's two and when he at daycare he love these little kids and baby it's it's a whole tribe a, at daycare. yeah so it's just like a whole tribe yeah <laughs> Joseph walks and they're like Jojo I'm oh, like who do you know what y'all know each other's name <laughs> like what is this like yes. like we came to the club like hey yes. <laughs> That's how my son be, but he be calling, it's some girl named Kylie. Girl, I have a Mimi. And he's like, Mommy Kylie, Kylie, Mommy, who, what? Paul, girl, sir. Girl, and it's I like, know. It's, woo, I Shout out ready. to boy mom. I know. Cause we, it's like, I'm not ready. Because we just like, girl, yes, he had his, Mimi, uh, Mimi. I said, who, what, I said, first off, I said, what is a Mimi? Yeah. Because I didn't know if it was like a new word that oh, he was trying, trying to, to say. say. Yeah. And I yeah. definitely wouldn't ask the teacher. And she was like, oh, no, they're they're friends. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is a mutual relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just And I do want to say with that, 
So you have the moms that go to work mm-hmm. that have the mom guilt for leaving and, and for providing and stuff. But on the flip side, we have the moms that stay at home. And who wants to leave. Who wants to leave. <laughs> who exactly. Wants to get out. Yeah. And don't have that mom guilt because you want to go have time for, for yourself. yourself. Yes. Like she was saying, she went out to dinner last night with her homegirl. Yeah. Or if you just want to be you and your husband. Yeah. Like don't feel like you have to do everything as a family event or even as a, um, as a husband and wife mm-hmm, event. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to have your time alone, too. And don't feel guilty about that. Because yeah. let's be honest. Yes, Lord. If we're going to be 100% nurturers to our kid, we have, have to, be to be 100% sane. Yes, that's what I tell people all the time. If you are not good, you cannot be a good mom in a sense. Like, yeah. you can't give your kid everything that they need because mm-hmm. you are empty mm-hmm. so if you running on e you giving your kid fumes like you're yeah. just giving them the residual of whatever you got left in you and that's that can be unhealthy yeah because you can be snappy you can start to get irritable yes. you can start to get all those things so it's Child. super important to take that time and ask for help i was so big like no i want to do this like i can't and it was just like uh mama listen <laughs> can you just come over here for a few hours so i can go to target <laughs> Not hours, but hours in Target. <laughs> like, I just, just want to go by myself. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. And it's just like, okay, like you need that moment and I'm yeah. going to let you have it. That's true. So, kind of going off of that, so we have both spoke of having postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And so, do you mind kind of telling your story of postpartum depression? Yeah. And so, what the experience was yeah. like? I, so I had Carter and I want to say like the first month was a blur. Mm-hmm. Could not remember anything about his first month of life. It was that me and my husband was walking around like zombies. Bless you. Um, and so, like, a few months had passed. And so, it was... I can't say that I was feeling like myself. I think I was just... It was just a lot going on. Yeah. And I was sleep deprived. Yes. And um, me and my husband was sitting in the bed. I was holding Carter. I can't remember how old Carter was. And he was like, do you think you need to go talk to somebody? Hmm. And so, you know me. I was like, what do you mean? I'm a therapist. Then. Like, <laughs> what are you saying? And so he was like, no, I just, you just don't seem like yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like maybe you want to go and talk to somebody. So I'm like, well, you don't think I take care of my kid? Like, now I'm getting defensive. defensive. Yeah. And he's like, no, like, it's not that. It's just you don't seem like you don't really seem motivated. You're not, you're not talkative. You're not, you know, happy. You know, all this stuff. So push come to shove, I ended up going to see a therapist and ultimately I was post I had postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think it was this loss of control. Like now that I'm reflecting back on it, mm-hmm. it was just like now I'm responsible for this little human being and I have no really control over him. Yeah. And I kinda have to adjust and figure it out like with him. Yeah. And that was very hard for me. Um, and so it was just one of those, like, a lot of crying. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of tears. A lot of, like, feeling unsure. A lot of um, people would say stuff, and it would, like, completely hurt my feelings. Like, even, like, my mom or my grandma, like, giving their opinions or suggestions. And it was just like, I can't take... I know how to be a mom. It's yeah. like, girl, no, you don't. But okay. okay. You take, know? No, take this advice. <laughs> right. <laughs> take this advice. And so <laughs> it was literally me having to go to therapy, sitting down with my... And, like, processing and working through those feelings. And she's the one who's like, you have to ask for help. 
Like, you yep. can't do this by yourself. And when you feel a certain kind of way, like, let someone know. Like, don't try to bear the weight of everything. Like, you, you don't have the support system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that was really big for me. And that's when I was like, okay, he's going to go to my granny's house one day. You know, he's going to go to my mom's house. He got my mother-in-law's. And it was just, like, using my support system. Yeah. But it, And it really helped me and my husband because it was just like, I wasn't the same Shantae. Like, I just... Mm-hmm. I was out of it, if I can be completely honest. Like, I did, I remember feeling like a zombie, looking like a zombie, acting like a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't until going to therapy and working through that until I felt normal. I still have days where I'm just like, yeah. I, first off, I can't believe I'm somebody's mama. Ooh. <laughs> and Ooh. I can be looking at my son, and I'll be like, I, I birthed you. Like, you belong to me. Like, yeah. I, no take backs. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> It's just like, I can't, I have to figure it out. So, that, you know, people are shocked. And the funny thing is, I didn't tell my family, like, I didn't tell my mom until way after. Yeah. And it was, and and she said to me, like, why wouldn't you come to me? (laughs) She was like, wow, the airplane is going by and it's super loud. Let me tell y'all, I ain't never heard an airplane. (laughs) I've been here for two years in my house. It's the day I record with <laughs> an airplane wants to fly over my house really loud as ever. Yes, yes. But we're I still here, like, guys. I feel like it's the government or something. Yeah. Like they just they, they trying us. us to be great. They don't want us to be great. <laughs> but you know, I, I didn't tell my mom and she was just like, Girl, why didn't you say anything? And so it's just like, how do I I think I, I wasn't accepting it for myself. And so I was like, yeah. how do I come to you and tell you that? Like I didn't want anybody to look at me differently. I didn't yeah. want and so it's that whole idea of like suffering in silence. Yeah. And ooh, and ooh, not yeah. saying anything. And the thing is, it's so many people who experience that. Like even my mom, like it's people who experience postpartum depression, but you didn't know what to call it. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's Back like, in their day, exactly. They just didn't know what to call it. It you was just you need to suck it up yes. and take care of this baby. Yes. And so it was like now I'm very big on I'm quick to tell my story, like yeah. as far as postpartum, because yeah. it's like I can look like I got it together. I'm a therapist and still you know suffering. Need a therapy. The, exactly. Therapists so, need a therapy. Y'all yes, heard it here. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it happens. It happens all the time, and so I'm very quick to just tell that part of the story. And it's mm-hmm. so crazy when you do. People like I went through that too. Like yeah. I dealt with that too, and yes. it's like. Why are we not talking about this stuff? Yes. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I want to first point out, shout out to the hubs. Girl. To the hubby. for coming Because whenever, before I had Joseph, and then before I had Gemma, my husband came to me, and he was like, if you start feeling after we had this baby, <laughs> uh-huh. like you want to do some, some dangerous acts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come and talk to me and let me know, because I want you to be able to talk to me. Right. And to me, I was like, that's just so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think, but that's it's very true. They, your partner, mm-hmm. your spouse, your support system initially, who was right there in the home with you, yeah, are gonna be the first people to kind of notice that it's something it's a off. little yeah. off, yeah, that you're not, yeah, dealing with things the same. And I think kind of what you were saying before, it it shows itself in different forms. Mm-hmm. For you, it was kind of more zombie like. For me, I was very short. Mm. I was very quick to. I was very quick to discipline Joseph. Mm. I was very quick. Uh, even with Jay, I was just quick, 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 and it was just. Uh, 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 yeah. And for Gemma, 
Gemma was easy because she slept for four hours gotcha. at a time. Gotcha. So I could just feed her, put her and back put, to bed, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I got to deal with everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everybody else be quiet while this baby sleeps. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate you telling your story. But like you say, more people need to talk about it. And that's also why I wanted to start this community, start this podcast, start this going. Because... Mm-hmm. Going from that depression state, Mm -hmm. you learn that you have to have that release. Mm -hmm. And getting into it, um, April is our release month here here at Mommy's Making Moves. (laughs) So we have more announcements coming to you at the end of this podcast. Here we go. All right. (laughs) So let me see. Oh, okay. So kind of going into therapy, the therapist needed therapy. Mm -hmm. Why do you think people shy away from therapy? Um, It's unfamiliar. Yeah. And it's, you think about, okay, I'm going to go and tell this stranger all my business. Mm-hmm. And if you think about us as African-Americans and just our upbringing, we don't do that. Like, yeah. you're not taught to tell other, whatever state goes on in this house, it stays in this house. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's just like, okay, something traumatic happens, we're not going to talk about it, we're going to sweep it under the rug, and we're going to power through it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, so when you think of therapy, it's like, I'm going to sit across somebody who don't know me, I'm just going to spill my heart out to this person. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. And so you don't do it, or you feel like you don't need it. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like, I, I'll get through this just like I got through the last thing. But I always tell people, it's going to show up again in a different form. True. So however, Come out. It's going to come out. And so I think that's why I stuff these podcasts and just seeing clinicians out on the forefront, you know, is important to make you feel comfortable about the idea of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where because it's unfamiliar, you don't really know who this person is. You have to trust this person. Yeah. Like it, it's one. I'm not going to go. Like, yeah. I just rather not even deal with it. Yeah. And I always say it's just like going to the doctor. Okay. Because you'll go to the doctor and you'll show whoever what's wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? It can be intimate areas. It can be whatever. And you have to because you need to heal your mm. physical body. Okay. So, the therapist is the healer of the inside. Come on. The mental and the spiritual part of you that that makes you whole. You cannot have one without the other. You can have a bad body. You you can look good. Everything is good about you physically. But if the inside of you is hurting, that doesn't even matter anymore. Mm. But just like you go and you find you a PCP uh, doctor, you have to do the same thing for your therapist. Like, you may not get it right on the first try. Mm -hmm. You may not connect to that therapist when you first go, okay, well, let me find somebody else. I didn't like this, this, this about this therapist. Let me see if I can find somebody that does this, 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 and this. Okay. You know, and so for me, I went through three therapists before I found one where I was just like, I like her. Oh yeah, and so it's just like I, I I know the process, and so for me it was easy to do that. I understood like okay, that doesn't mean that therapy is bad because the first therapist didn't work out for me. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be like me. I'm not for everybody. Yeah, so it's gonna be people who yeah. love me. It's gonna be people like she's doing too much. You know, <laughs> and so it's just like I respect that. But don't stop, like, after okay. the first one if it doesn't work out. But because it's unfamiliar, I think that's why people shy away from it. It's like, yeah. what am I supposed to do? Like, I yeah. literally, I still have people who come, and they sit across from me, and they just like, this is uncomfortable, and I don't really want to talk about that. Well, <laughs> we're going to have to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's it's me trying to make them comfortable. Yeah. And to know that 
the thing is, anything you tell me is confidential. Yes. So it's not like yes. I'm going to go back and I'm going to... I'm very active on social media. I'm not going to go back and talk about you on social media. Exactly. Um, I'm not going to go and if you coming from like EAP, your job, you get sessions through your um, employee assistant program. I'm mm-hmm. not sending information back to your job. Yeah. Like it's nothing. So whatever goes on between our four walls, that's what goes on between that and, and that be the end of it. Yeah. But you know, you have to... You have to be ready for it yeah. and open to it mm-hmm. um, in order to, like, give yourself the push to just go ahead and do it. So, I like, <laughs> if you reach out to me about therapy, I'm responding quickly. Okay. Because the minute I don't respond or I take too long, you're going to back out. True. And so, it's like, if, That's if, true. if I reach out to a therapist and I'm like, hey, these are my issues, I want to do this, and you take three days to respond to me, I'm good. Ooh, I figured yeah. it out. You yeah. know, it's just like... You have to do it in that moment because people will shy away from it. They're Making like, them feel special. Yes. And yeah. that you matter. And that just because you're going through that doesn't mean... And the thing is with therapy, it's not... You don't have to have a mental illness. Yeah. You don't... Like, I'm not going to come in here and you tell me something. I'm like, oh, you bipolar. Yeah. Like... Let me diagnose yeah. you with something. <laughs> it's nah. not that. It's just managing your life. Like, your yeah. stress. You know, you're dealing with something... A crisis has happened or something tra- traumatic has happened and you just don't know how to deal with that. And mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily you have to have a mental illness to come to therapy. Yes. Just you need a little help. Mm-hmm. That's all. Or even just dealing with past circumstances. Yes. That like you said, just like it keeps coming up, up and it keeps mm-hmm. coming up and finally dealing with mm-hmm. it. Or maybe not dealing, handling, resolving mm-hmm. that it's, issue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you had said that you went through th- three therapists before you found your actual therapist. Mm-hmm. So what are some questions that first timers can ask their therapist or what are some things that they can kind of see if this is the person that they really want to engage with? Yeah. So whatever, what, what do they specialize in? Okay. So if I'm coming to you with something and you don't specialize in it or it's not a, um, issue or topic that you do often, mm-hmm. I may feel like you don't have the experience. Okay. And so if I feel that way, then, you know, I may not come back. <laughs> yeah. So you just asking the, that question, asking how do they do therapy? Like, what is their personality? You have some people who are kind of in your face and mm-hmm. just like, I'm here to show you this and you're going to see this. And you yeah. have some people who are more laid back and they just kind of help guide you and do all that stuff. Um, so just asking about their therapeutic style and mm-hmm. how they handle clients. Um, another thing would be uh, talking about how often they should come. Um, even just asking personal questions about them. Like, uh-huh. are you married? You know, family life. You mm-hmm. know, how are you? And what's your background? And, you know, just anything that you feel like you need to know to make you comfortable, feel comfortable asking that question. Okay. And so it's really up to you to decide, like, what type of questions um, to ask. But don't be fearful and not ask questions. Okay. Because here's the thing. It's the, our job is to make sure that you're okay and that you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. This therapy, this treatment is about you. Mm-hmm. It's not yes. about us yes, as yes. therapists. It's not, you know, it's about you. So I have to make you feel comfortable enough to where you want to open up to me. Yes. And so feel comfortable, like I said, asking questions. Whatever questions you got on your mind. And if the therapist feels uncomfortable with answering it, they will tell you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because it's some stuff people want to keep private, even mm-hmm. as far as relationship status mm-hmm. or sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big thing, you know? Okay. Um, I have a lot of clients who are in the LGBT community. Okay. And 
it just happened because I'm I'm very non-judgmental. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, I see you as a person who's in need. Yes. So they want to know that, like, how do you feel about this? Because mm-hmm. if you feel like I have a bias, I'm going to be untrusting to you. Like, you're True. not going to trust me. True. And so it's just anything that you feel like you need to know, ask. Yeah. Just ask. Point blank, period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So just recapping. If you want to start going to a therapy and you're kind of trying to reach out different people, ask the questions ahead of time. What do mm-hmm. they special or maybe research that person? Yeah, yes. What do they specialize in? Um, what their most frequent discussions are? Mm-hmm. Things because sometimes they'll have it on their website. Yes, and stuff, right. And it's so good to research a counselor. I have so many people who be like, "Girl, you're not already fair. I already looked you up." And I'm like, "That's fine." <laughs> I googled you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, like, even finding a therapist, um, PsychologyToday.com. Mm-hmm. That's a major one that you can go on there. And you can filter, um, you can put on filters. So you can put in, you want therapists in this area with who accepts this insurance or who has a private pay and this is their rate, this is what you're willing to pay, um, the issues that you're dealing with. You can filter everything on Psychology Today and it will give you a list of, of counselors that match your the filters that you put on. Okay. Um, and so, like, a lot of people use psychology today. There's also therapy for black girls. Okay. Um, and that's a, a site where it's all African-American um, clinicians. Okay. And all across the world. Um, it's not just Texas. Same thing with psychology today. You can be from anywhere and uh, find people in your area. Okay. So, those are two really good websites. Um, if you are a social media savvy... Mm-hmm. You can do hashtag, hashtag Dallas counseling, hashtag, okay. you know, Dallas therapy, and you'll be surprised at what comes up and you can go to their social media page and get a feel for that therapist and, you know, get comfortable with kind of learning about them before yeah. you even go to session. Um, it was another thing. Oh, so also if you cannot afford or go to do traditional therapy, like mm-hmm. you want to see someone face to face. You can use BetterHelp. That's an app. Talkspace is also another app. Okay. And you can literally uh, find a therapist and use text messaging, email, and even some video sessions okay. um, at the palm of your hand. Like, we're in this day and age where our phones are, like, connected to us, like literally. our fingers. Literally. <laughs> and so, BetterHelp and Talkspace are very good if you can't. If you, you can't get to where you need to go as far as finding a therapist and seeing them face-to-face. So those are two apps that I'm familiar with and really helps people. That is awesome. And I will include these in the notes, these apps and these um, websites. So don't yes, y'all worry. I if y'all know. didn't catch it, if you were washing dishes or something, your hands were not free, <laughs> it is okay. <laughs> it's okay. You. Okay. We understand. Yeah. Okay. What is a myth that you want to clear up about therapy? Ooh. Or counseling, or um, what is the difference? Let's talk about that. What's the difference between the two words between therapy and counseling? Nothing. They're interchangeable. Okay. Yeah, okay. Same thing as like counselor and a therapist. They're both interchangeable. Okay. It's how you. I think therapists sound fancy. Ooh. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> so, um, I guess a myth. One is that it's expensive. Okay. Yeah. Now here's the thing: therapy can be expensive, but you are investing in yourself. And so think about, um, for us ladies, we get our hair done. Mm -hmm. It can be expensive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We buy bags and we go shopping. We get a coffee every morning from Starbucks. So it can be a situation where you have to decide um, 
what's more important and investing in yourself is very important so therapy is an investment um i think a myth though would be this is my thing and i, I don't <laughs> because a lot of times um if people feel like because i'm a christian Okay. Or I have some sort of religion. Um, it's uh, like cheating on God in a sense. Gotcha. And I always say that, you know, I have to make a lot of people feel comfortable because it's just like, well, no. Yeah. It's in addition to. I'm not yes. telling you to replace me with prayer. Amen. I'm not telling me to replace telling you to replace me with a church service. Yes. It's in addition to what you're already doing. Yes. So you can pray and you can go to church and you can get filled in the spirit in that capacity, but I can come and sit with you face to face and help you process mm-hmm. and, and you can throw things against the wall and I can help you see what works and what doesn't work. To sort things to out. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the things that I constantly come across is just the ideal of like your religion and then going to therapy. Cause people feel like, okay, I'm going to therapy and I should just literally be having faith that God is going to fix it. Which but is okay to have that it, it to is, have that faith and that belief. But, and but there the are thing, processes to go through. It that. is, and you can have that faith. But I always say, we we know in the church where faith without works is dead. Yes, I'm the work. <laughs> Come on, we have an offering plate going right. right. <laughs> That's all Come I'm home saying. With this word. Like, that's all I'm saying, guys. Like, what if I'm the work? What if you coming to therapy is the work? Yeah. Because you just never know what will be uncovered. Like, people yeah. come in for one thing, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, it's something else. And as soon as yeah. you constantly come, you start to discover stuff. And here's the thing. God uses me, I feel like, as a vessel all the time in therapy yeah. because you just need someone to say it out loud. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's just like you it needs to be clear, it needs to be confirmation for you. And I feel like I'm the works part of the faith. I'm I'm helping be that confirmation for you that you need to push you through whatever issues that you have going on. I like that. I like how you put that. I did <laughs> She said she's fancy, okay? She's a therapist. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> I love how you said. But yes, guys, so don't think that because you are a Christian yeah. or because you are in, of any religion, any, religion yeah. any type of religious person, don't think that because you want to seek extra help mm-hmm. or to seek out a therapist to help you clear some things up, that that means that that makes you less of blank religion. Right, exactly. And it you can doesn't. find therapists who are Christian With, of counselors your, of your religion. Of your religion. There um, you go. Yeah, and they help you through that. My thing is I don't consider myself a Christian counselor because – I don't know the scriptures and stuff to help y'all with the Bible <laughs> stories and stuff, but I believe in Jesus <laughs> and I can help you with the spirit. Stuff, okay. but I can't give you no reference to okay. where God said that in the Bible, but he still loved me though. Okay. Amen. <laughs> God loves us all. Okay. He loves us all. <laughs> For real. But yeah, so don't think that just because you are of a certain background, that it makes you any less yes. for finding extra help. I think that's something, that's another myth that people mm-hmm. may have is that they feel like because they're going out and seeking that help, that they're less than or that they're, you know. Cheating on that religion. Exactly, exactly. And you're not. You're bettering yourself. Yeah. And, and like she said, it's all, everything is an investment within yourself. You're bettering yourself so you can go to whatever the next level is that God may have for you. Exactly. So I like that you said that. Okay. So we are coming to the end of our interview and we have our ending question. What is your mom hack? 
Now, a mom hack, um, I kind of said this on the last episode, what my mom hack was at that time. (laughs) (laughs) There are different mom hacks, okay, guys? Mm -hmm. But a mom hack could be, you know, a a special, like, little note that you can give somebody, maybe an app, or like, girl, I Mm. found this this device, Mm. and it just helps, so whatever that mom hack is, what is yours? Um, so... First mom hack, I would say. So, my kid, he's two. He's about to be three. He mm-hmm. loves juice. Oh, okay. And he doesn't drink a lot of water. He only wants to drink water when it's in a bottle, like bottled water. Oh. But that's not... Oh, so, he's fancy, too. No, he is fancy. <laughs> so, that's not accessible all the time. And then it can be messy because he squeezes the bottle. Yes. He spills it, whatever. Yes. And so, one of my things I do is in his cup, like, I fill up the cup with most... I mean, when I say mostly water mostly water mm-hmm. and I splash juice at the top. Okay. So when he takes the first swig, all he tastes is juice. Mm-hmm. And so he thinks he's drinking nothing juice. but juice. So mm-hmm. after he gets past that first swig, it ain't nothing but water, baby. It's just <laughs> it's all water. Uh like that has been a lifesaver for me. And I and when I tell my mom was like, what are you why are you putting water in his juice? No no no. Mm-hmm. I'm putting juice in, in the water. water. <laughs> so that's like that he drinks a lot of water. He just does not know it. And then Bless I think him. the other thing is um okay, so my kid, listen. He's at the age where he becomes picky about like what he puts on and Girl. shoes and all this stuff. And it Girl. used to bother me because I'm like, I don't buy all these cute little outfits that match and shoes that match the outfits. <laughs> like you're gonna wear this because it goes with these shoes and yada okay. yada yada. Well, he's into these Mickey Mouse shoes that I bought for him from Walmart. Okay. That was like $8.42. Like, do not sleep on Walmart shoes. Okay. Okay. Look, we just bought some shoes from Ross. Praise but, him. Girl, I'm going to have to go to Ross for shoes. So, he <laughs> he loves these Mickey Mouse shoes. Yeah. And now he's to the point where he wants to wear them with everything. They do not match. Well, ooh, chat. I know. He wants to, And I'll be like. Are they light ups? No. Okay. That, that's light something up. else with like, them light ups. I haven't. We ain't got huh. to that point. Huh. But he just wants it. So, one day my husband had dressed him for daycare and so he had his shoes out they were not the mickey mouse shoes and carter was like no daddy mickey mouse mickey mouse and my husband was like carter those don't go you have to wear these shoes and he's like no mickey mouse please don't know girl please so don't we know. about to have a whole meltdown and i was like babe here's the thing no one really cares put the ball on the mickey mouse shoes and let's go so he wears these mickey mouse shoes everywhere i have bought these same pairs of shoes four times no because he's grown yes and then some of them he just mess up because he wears them all the time and i don't care and so the hack is because it was eight dollars and forty two cents so the hack is let the baby wear what shoes he want to wear okay regard just hey whatever's gonna take away from a headache and a meltdown like i'm True. all for it like if True. he want to dress himself and he come out with pajama bottoms and a blazer Whatever, kid. Not a blazer. Girl, okay, let's go. Corey like, got blazers. Well, he only got one that my mama had got him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Corey, my type of <laughs> dude, baby. So it's just like, <laughs> allow him to do that. But then I went to Walmart the other day and I found some Paw Patrol uh, shoes. Paw Patrol. So now he, I got him off the Mickey Mouse. Now he on the Paw Patrols. But okay. the hack is just let them be. <laughs> like if it does not really matter, yeah. just let it, let them be. No yeah. one cares, honestly. Like yeah. seriously, like I don't walk yeah. around the Walmart and be like, eh, he don't have on the right shoes. Like who? It's like so what? Yeah. <laughs> so, Especially because they kids, like they can kind of get away with that with as they because they're little. Yes, yeah, so it really don't them, matter. Like don't, and I, that's one thing I've learned is just like don't if if it whatever. 
I don't want to have a headache over stuff that doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, and so it's just like, my pillow, have the pillow. <laughs> like, I just don't have time for it. Okay, so have the pillow. <laughs> Mommy going to go lay on this other side. And, <laughs> like, I'm not going to argue with you about a pillow. All yeah. these pillows we have in the house. So okay. That's my hack. I like that. Because even going with the shoe thing, because you know when they get older. Yeah. It's going to be a whole different thing about shoes Shoes. and clothes and Mm -hmm. accessories Mm -hmm. and girls. and oh, I'm not. I'm so not ready for that, but that's when he will be his father's son. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Look, he not, poor JoJo and poor Gemma, they not getting away with too much in this house. We like, we like Vans, K Swiss. (laughs) Ain't no Jordans here. Only only way I'm buying you Jordans is if you playing basketball. Because y'all. That's what they was made. Michael Jordan himself only wears Jordans to play basketball. That's it. I'm not buying you no Jordans as a fashion statement. And I know. He has like name brand shoes, but he gets them from his aunts, my sisters. And so I tell people all the time, if they name brand, we didn't purchase them. Yeah. If they not Walmart or Target, they did not come from us. I got a pair of Gucci shoes in there. Please believe I did not buy them. I worked at an animal hospital. This lady was so sweet. She was like, my daughter has like all this name brand stuff. I met her one time. She gave me a box full of boots and all these other different types of, and those Gucci shoes were in there. And people look at me sometimes. I'm like, I did not buy I this. I did not purchase these, I did not buy this. Or sir, I Nor did, did not, I buy my yeah. baby any type of Air Jordan little yeah, no, like who? who Nothing. Can? And then I can't, they grow so They fast. grow out of them so quickly. They grow so Joseph fast. wore those probably twice. Yes, like Carter had shoes he wore once, and then the next time I tried to put them on, it didn't fit. And I was just like, okay. Well, no, I'm saying. Once again, going back to the $8.42. Yeah. Yeah, you cannot beat that. And then when Walmart had that little $3.88 sale with the shorts Ooh. and the shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? Yes. The animals, animals. Yes. Baby, Listen. I be matching up them rhinos and all of they everything. Have, they done put out the new stuff. I must have went up there and grabbed all them little. And they cute. And they got they like are. I like inspirational stuff. And so I got quotes on yeah. it. Like, yeah. Walmart. Let, let your baby be inspirational, billboard. Yes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And wear his Mickey Mouse shoes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on our. Oh, before I forget. So, Miss Shantae, as we were saying for April, we are. This is our release month for Mommy's Making Moves. And we are having our first event um, on April the 20th. And Miss Shantae Jackson of the Homegirl <laughs> Therapist will be one of our sponsors for the event. So she is actually giving away a life coach session yes. as well as a self-care, self-care kit. Excuse yes. me. Mm-hmm. And so we are so excited and thankful. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited too. Excited about I'm it. excited too. So if y'all have not gotten y'all's tickets yet, go to Eventbrite and type in Mommy's Release Party, Mommy's M-O-M-M-Y apostrophe S Release Party, or you can click the link in our bio on Instagram at Mommy's Making Moves. So thank you so much, bro. No problem. This is super fun. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I we did. had our very first, and this is our longest podcast, girl. Because the stuff is getting good. Amen. 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 <laughs> thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Four Moms Podcast. I am your host, Allison Nick, and I just want to give a big shout out to all of our supporters, our family and friends, and I hope you have a great day.